Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chatting in the City podcast, brought to you by the V-Track Lab at the University of Ottawa. I'm here with another friend, the one and only personal trainer extraordinaire, Venetia. What's happening? Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, tired, but I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> Let me guess, you went to the gym today and you worked out. No, I actually didn't go to the gym today. I did a lot of running around. Okay. I will be back in the gym. Actually, that's a lie. I exercised with my clients this morning. I did their workout with them. Okay, so I, okay. I guess I did work out today. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I wanted to get you on here. Obviously, this is a podcast about mental health in the Black community. But I wanted to get your perspective on basically the world of fitness. And my question is, my first question is, as a personal trainer, your body is your calling card in a way. Your body is an ad. So people look at you and they they say, wow, she's in yeah. great shape. I would like to be in great shape. Maybe she can help me. Right? So then my question is, yeah. first of all, does that, does that make you feel a, pre- a certain sort of pressure to stay in shape? Right? That's part of the question. And the other part is, how do you balance um, accepting your body, right? And loving your body and then trying to improve it all at the same time. So like, loving your body, accepting it, but also trying to improve it all at the same time. Well, to answer the first question, my body, yeah, I do always feel like a pressure that I need to kind of maintain um, my body, but I also understand that body, our bodies go through changes, which right. is okay. So um, for me, it's finding a happy medium between where I am now and kind of maintaining what I already have. Um, I find now with social media, it makes it hard because you see like women in that get work done or women that have been doing it for a while and they look a certain way and then you're trying not to compare yourself to that. So it's more mm-hmm. just, and this is kind of to answer your, your second question. It's more just, uh, it's taking me time, of course, to kind of love my body because at the end of the day, my body, I'm still healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm still able to do stuff. So I can't hate on something that's pretty much keeping me alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's taken me time to kind of be like, you know, I can always improve on my body, but I need to understand where I am now isn't bad. I'm, I'm still, right. in a, still in a good space. So a lot of my clients, when I bring them on, I always tell them to get to the next point. You got to appreciate where you are now. Cause if you're hating on where you are now, you're not, not going to be focused on where you want to go. You're focused on the, you're focused on this. So it's taken me a lot to kind of be like, stop focusing on this and just kind of know like my potential where I can go. So um it's definitely tough i find that mentally it can be tough to kind of uh always realize like okay yeah this is my my selling point but at right. the same time i'm to a point where i'm like it is what it is if i gain a bit of weight i gain a bit of weight i i've done this for years where i know my body i understand my body i know what to do to kind of get back to where i was so i definitely don't stress about it as much as i i used to too that's for sure yeah that's a great point um you mentioned obviously the the influence of social media on people's perceptions of their body right the body image issue and in the fitness world you know people do competitions they sort of they you know they train they cut weight to do competitions and like there's uh there's even like a big thing that happens like body dysmorphia is a big thing in the fitness industry like you sort of uh, mentioned um and i wanted to ask you because i had a class last year and uh we're talking about eating disorders right and this girl, she was a varsity athlete. She was talking about how um, basically her growing up and playing sports, she she would notice certain people on her team who would 
in order to come into the season in shape, they would maybe cut down eating, they would maybe purge, they'd do all this other stuff, all mm-hmm. just so they can basically start the season running instead of, you know, start the season trying to sort of, you know, get in shape and then whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, which kind of tags onto the whole loving your body and loving where you are, but knowing that you can improve it and get better, right? So it's like, it must be tough trying to like get that balance between, okay, I'm looking at my body right now. I love what I look like, but I'm also trying to improve. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, how do you, first of all, how do you, um, how do you actually get clients to really like sort of love their body, but also like try to improve at the same time? Because maybe I'm assuming some people come to you thinking my body's not that great. You know, I see certain people that look a certain way. I would like to look like them. Right. I, I understand that maybe I might never look like, I don't know, let's say mm-hmm. some fitness model, but I can try to improve. So it's like, how do you sort of convince them that their body as it is, is okay. But then you're also putting, th- putting them through all these workouts to sort of get to the next, you know, the next stage. We honestly, when I work with my clients, I'm really big on kind of shutting down any negative talk. So they're like, oh, I hate this. I'm like, stop. Like right away, I'm just like, stop. Because at the end of the day, it's like you have to, again, like I said, you have to kind of accept um, where you are right now with your body because your body, again, is what's keeping you alive. You need to appreciate it. So for me, a lot of it, a lot of the time at the beginning of, I guess, like our fitness stage, when I'm working with new clients, we do spend a lot of time mentally. They don't even know it, but we do spend a lot of time working on uh, their mental space, kind of like breaking them out of certain habits, you know what I mean? Or sometimes people will be like, I want to look like you. I'm like, okay, well, everybody's body's different. I mean, I can get you as close to that, but at the end of the day, the way your body forms is about themselves for them to kind of understand the overall picture. But no, I, I honestly spend a lot of mental time with my clients where I'm like, okay, you know, like, tell me things about yourself or, you know, like, like, why don't you like this? Why don't you like that? Things that I notice, I'll, I'll try to hype them up on that as well. Um, because honestly, when I uh, started, I didn't really have people doing that for me, you know? So I, I definitely feel like I went through like three or four years where I did not like my body. People would be like, oh my gosh, your body's amazing. And to me, I was just like, no, like, this is not what I wanted at all. But then I realized I'm like, I I can't hate on my body. Like it's my body. I love my body and you can always change anything. Like that's the one thing that's beautiful about our bodies is that if you work hard enough, you can change it. And um, it's kind of like getting my clients to realize that too. Like if you actually put in the work and you stop focusing on all the negative stuff and you're just focused on the positives that can come out of it, you'll achieve whatever you want to achieve. So yeah. <laughs> that is a good answer. Wow. You sound like you're, you sound like you're running for office. fitness is the way to whatever heaven um so then i guess a simpler question would be what does physical activity and fitness mean to you mean to i guess your way of living obviously it's your job but it's like on top of that is it something more or is it sort of like you know just work no honestly i've i've well if we go all the way back let me take you back when i was nine years old i (laughs) I was actually a chubby kid. I was a chubby kid. And then I got into like track at the age of like eight or nine or something like that at school okay. because my the, the not high school, the um, elementary school I went to, they were super big on physical activity. So every year we were forced to be in like um, track meets and all that stuff. So they like really pushed that. And then once I got into that, I was like, I really like this kind of stuff. And then I got into middle school, same thing, went into football, did track, got into high school, went into rugby, then I went 
professional for rugby. And for me, it's just at one point, I felt like it was a job, but I realized like I actually really do just love fitness because if I stop for too long, like I feel like a part of me is missing. So mm. more than just a job for me, I know it's literally just kind of a part of my lifestyle and I try to promote it as much as possible. So even like anyone that I know that like, you know, this is going wrong with my body or this, I'm like, yeah, you know, like just try this out, try, you know, exercising, try going for a walk, let's go for a bike ride, like stuff like that. Yeah, I can um, attest to that. I remember, I think it was, I can't remember how long ago it was, we were at the gym together and I was telling you that I don't like running, long distance running. Yeah. Well, I didn't like running. So that was then. Um, and I was telling you why, because whenever I, when I ran long distance, when uh-huh. I hit like the 5K mark, my yeah. back, my lower back would tighten up and start sort of like dragging me down. Yeah. And so I was telling you, you're like, huh, it's your glutes, right? Like you just kind of yeah. like figured it out, like it's your glutes. And then you're like, you need to start doing hip ups, you know, hip thrusts, you need to do more squats and you do all this other stuff. And I did it and like my back has been fine. I've been doing a lot of runs lately. My back is fine. So thank you. I feel like I owe oh you money gosh. or something. <laughs> no, honestly, but like a lot of that though comes also from, I think it was my curiosity about the body as well. Um, I didn't have that curiosity before rugby though, which is really funny because when I got into rugby, I started getting like injuries and stuff. And I was like, whoa, like I need to understand what's going on. And then yeah. I had the ability to work with Jess Keller, who is an athletic therapist and hands out probably one of the best athletic therapists that I've ever met. And she would literally break down everything to the T to me, for me. So like everything just made sense, you know? So I feel like I took in a lot of that knowledge and I was like, oh, like I actually really enjoy this kind of stuff again. Like if you were to come to me and be like, hey, like my elbow hurts. And I'm like, oh, it's probably referral. Like when you're literally in pain every single day and you're like, I don't understand what's going on. And Mm. like, you know, you want your body to get better. You want to improve, but you don't know what's going on. So I feel like that's definitely a big part of why I also enjoy fitness is because I've gained a lot of knowledge where I'm able to help other people with it too. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I helped you with the the glutes thing. That's great. <laughs> to this day, I'm doing a lot of hip thrusts, single legs, like Superman stuff like that for my lower back. It's really helped yeah. me, man. Thank you. So I want to ask you about uh, playing for Canada. You played rugby for Canada, and yeah. um, I wanted to ask you if your idea or if your perception of sports or physical activity changed playing for you know Canada, because obviously playing at that level, you have a certain schedule. Yeah, you have training on certain days, whatever. Certain mm-hmm. amount of time has to, be, has to be spent in the gym, on the field, and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, so I was asking, like, do, did you feel like, then did you feel like the sport became a, a job? Yeah. So when I played for Canada, I was young, too. I was, uh, I was 17 when they recruited me, and I was a part of their development team. So their development team was uh, the team they put together to get us ready for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I was with them for, I think, almost two years. And I loved rugby. Like, rugby was like that sport. I was like, I'm killing this. Like, no <laughs> one can touch me. And then when I got to Rugby Canada, I loved it. But then I, I think it just got to a point, and I realized I'm the type of person, like, I don't like being told what to do. And I, mm-hmm. I've come to terms with that. I don't like, you know, if it's like, you got to train this, you got to do this, you got to do that. I don't like that. Like, I like to, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. If I don't want to do it, leave me alone. I'm not going to do it. And I right. felt like at that point, I had no choice but to do certain things if I wanted to be a part of, you know, something bigger. And I think it just became mentally draining for me, especially at the age of like 17. I was still in school. I was working. I was like paying to like continue doing rugby and stuff. So it wasn't fun anymore because there was just so many other things that I had to 
think about as well. It wasn't just like, hey, go on the field and go play and have fun. Like it was like, no, you're playing to stay on the team. You're playing to be selected for something. You're playing, you know, mm. the scouts are watching you and stuff like that. So there was just so many other things that were going on where it wasn't a sport. It was a job at that point. And I think at that age, I was just kind of like, nah, this is a great opportunity, but I can't do it. So it was too much for you at that age. Yeah. I had yeah. a friend on on the second episode who I grew up playing with. Um, he's playing professional soccer right now. And actually, I forgot to ask him. I'll ask him another time, but I forgot to ask him that same question. It's like, once you get to that level, does it turn yeah. into a job? Because you always hear like interviews with professional athletes when they talk about the game and why they're still playing. It's like they say yeah. that they're chasing the feeling they had when they were kids playing with their friends in a park or something like that. It's not the same. Yeah, it's, yeah they always say it's not the same, but they keep chasing it because it's never the same. And like, because you don't, yeah. it's never the same. You just keep going, I guess. It's it's crazy because uh, when I was in, I think it was my third year at Ottawa U, I took a class. It was some kind of like sports and recreation class and then it ended up being rugby that year. So every year, I guess that class, they switch whatever your sport is that you want to be learning about or that you'll be engaging in. So it was rugby that year. And a part of me was like, ah, man, like, I haven't played rugby in like three years at that point. And that moment, like that semester was, I think what kind of made me like fall in love with rugby again, because it was just so much fun. Like I was just on the field doing what I wanted to do. Like if I made mistakes, I made mistakes. It's like, I got to try different tricks. We were like, wow, you're really good at this. And I'm like, yeah, I used to play, but I don't know anymore. And so like, when I get moments like that, yeah, it does bring me back to rugby. But again, when it becomes too structured for me, I think that's what, kind of throws me off because I'm just like, I don't need that much structure in my life <laughs> at the yeah. moment. So, so then do you take that and apply it to the way you train clients? Like what's the sort of structure that you have around that? Oh, you can ask any of my clients. I'm probably one of the chillest trainers you'll ever meet. Like I'm like, I'm very, I'm strict, but I want people to have fun. So the thing is with me, I actually don't like the gym, which is like super funny. Like I like training. I like working out, but I don't like the gym. I don't like the atmosphere of a lot of gyms that we have. And I think the reason why is because a lot of gyms are corporate. So there's mm -hmm. so many rules and regulations. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't listen to this. You can't, you know what I mean? Like just everyone's kind of just like on their own weird. I don't know. So there's one gym that I went to uh, called OPA in uh, Gatineau and they're sick because it was like a kind of not a CrossFit gym, but kind of more that style but you'll walk in and be like trap music playing and everyone's just like yelling and doing their thing and I was like this is like my environment okay so whenever I'm with my clients it's like the same like I try to make it as fun as possible like sometimes I'll just start dancing like I'll just start yeah. rapping song you know what I mean and then they get more comfortable and they're having fun and they're not just like man I'm here for an hour and we're just exercising like you know what I mean so I try to make it as fun as possible so I won't say it's like too structured but I always have a game plan when I'm in the gym with them. Like I tell them, this is what we're going to do. This is what I are. My goal is for you today, whatever the case is, but have fun, like have fun. Cause it's easier to keep someone and keep them motivated and accountable when they're having fun than someone that's just kind of there to be like, I just want to achieve this as soon as possible. So those yeah. are the ones that usually fall off. So yeah. That's no a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, keeping things fun is it's a really big thing because um, I think I've talked on here about, you know, fitness and how fitness has helped me. And mm -hmm. so like keeping things new and exciting is really important, especially for exactly. clients. Cause like a lot of them don't necessarily want to, they don't love the gym. Like a lot of people don't love the gym. It's true. Like a small amount of people who love the gym, like the muscle heads, like the ones who are actually going to go on stage and compete are like 3%, 250 pounds. Mm 
those guys are obsessed with the gym. Everybody else is just trying to like get a little exercise and physical activity, you know. Feel and like let's that. be real, they don't love the gym. They love the results from the gym. What, the pump? Like, I don't love the gym, but when I see like my core coming in, I'm like, ah, this is sick. I'm going back to the gym. Or if I'm like, oh, my legs are growing. I'm like, ah, I love the gym. But I'm like, do I love the gym or do I just like the results that I'm seeing from going to the gym? Like usually a lot of it is, I feel like, in my opinion, people don't really care for the gym, but they're like, yeah, I like what I'm seeing from going to the gym. So I love the gym. It's a means to an end. Pardon? So it's a means to an end. It's just like, I'm only going because I know that I'm, I'm going to have bigger arms. I'm going to have bigger legs. I'm going to have that. In my opinion, I feel like if those people that are going to the gym five times a week don't see any results, you think they're still going to go to the gym? They're going to be like, no, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. But I, you know, it's true, though, right? Like, realistically, like, if you're not getting results, you're just going to drop whatever you're doing. But I feel like a lot of people do go to the gym, not necessarily because they just really enjoy the gym. They might enjoy exercise, but I feel like they do enjoy either the way it makes them feel or, like, the results that they're getting from it. I'm not just going to go sit in the gym, like, I'm just going to sit here and just look at everything going on because I just love being in the gym. Like, no, I'm there for a reason. I know I'm there for a reason, in my opinion. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, I've never, it makes sense. Cause like, I'm always like, I'm always thinking about uh, fitness and physical activity in terms of like how it affects mental health, especially for me. Yeah. So it's not necessarily, obviously like everybody likes, you know, you go in, you do a few curls, you, you look great, whatever your abs or all that stuff. Exactly. But it's like, for me, it's more about now, it's just sort of like just getting, getting my body moving that's why i'm trying to do more runs mm -hmm. um so it's more about getting my body moving and like i don't i don't go to the gym anymore i cancel my membership so i only just do stuff at home i have a mat nice. i have a formula i have some weights yeah and so i just do that i mean it's nice but like i went to after i canceled my membership i went to fitness depot to try to buy some weights mm -hmm. so i get there and i'm like oh yeah i want the 100 pounds i want the 80s right mm -hmm. the guy looks at me he's like the 50 pounders are a hundred dollars each i was like oh my god yeah, no, they're expensive. Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire. Yeah? I go to Canadian Tire. Yeah, I go to Canadian Tire for my stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they got hundreds, but, I mean, if you're looking for hundreds or <laughs> I don't know about that, but, yeah, I go to Canadian Tire for my stuff. I'm literally building, like, a little gym in my place. Okay. So, so then yeah. onto that, can – do you envision yourself – do you see yourself building a gym that you want to be a part of, right? Like you said, when you went to that OPA gym and it was kind of yeah. like your type of vibe, you know, open, people were, you know, yelling, working out. Do you see yourself, let's say, like, you know, in some couple years opening up your own gym? Yeah, my gym would be lit. <laughs> no, I see. <laughs> no, honestly, so the first time I ever thought about opening a gym was when I went to Chicago to visit my brother. And we passed by this gym that was like... Um, Kind of like, you know, those like little warehouse garage, yeah. you know, where the, the door like or whatever, like, so, yeah. So I saw that and I was like, yo, I was like, this is dope. I was like, what is this? And my brother's like, it's a gym. And I was like, I've never, and that was the first time I've ever seen a gym like that. Like I was used to like, just like, again, the very structured, this is a gym, graffiti all over the walls. Again, like music just blasting. And that was the first time I ever saw like big tires and stuff. I'm like, the hell did they need tires for and after that, I was like, this is sick. Like that for me felt like a playground. Like I was like a kid yeah. in a candy shop. I was like, I just wanted to like play with everything, like touch everything. So if I were to do that, I told myself, I, I would love to open a gym, but I would definitely want it to be something more like that where people can kind of just come in and just be like, I'm at home. Like, this is, this is fun. Like, you know, I don't want people to come in being like, oh, okay, I'm just here for a workout and I'm out. Like I want people to come feel relaxed, chill, you know, if music's bumping, like do your thing. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. want it to be more, 
I'm like the party type. Like I'm like the type that's like wherever I go, I turn anything into a party. You know, so if I'm yeah. in the gym, I'm like, this is fun. So I would definitely want something that, as a gym, that kind of matches me, and I feel like that would that would match me. Okay, so it'd be lit. Um, have your um, have any of your clients sort of came to you and sort of after you know after you've been training them for a little while, came mm-hmm. to you and said how much if if their training has always have has helped them has helped them she's i can't speak okay i'll rephrase the question here's the question the question is how have you adapted to obviously the lockdown right usually Mm -hmm. when you're training people you're you know you're with them in person right Mm -hmm. i'm assuming it make that makes it easier so how how have you adapted to help people through the quarantine and then two have your clients sort of um told you if you're training them and sort of you know keeping them keeping them on whatever schedule you have them on has helped them with their mental health and well-being during this time. Yeah, you know, it's actually crazy because I remember when the quarantine first started, I was just like, what am I going to do? Like, I have no, like, as a trainer, I feel like for certain professions, that was literally like a moment where it's either like <laughs> do or die. Like, you got to figure something out or that's like, that's it for you. And um, right before everything hit, I was doing my pound for pound boot camps at gyms and I was just like well shoot like what if I just bring my pound for pound online like you know we'll just all do a fun boot camp via zoom and uh, so I did like a free class you know just to kind of test the water see how it works that was the first time I've ever done anything like that Um, and I'm not tech savvy so did that people were like yeah this is great so I was like okay cool I was like let me make like an actual little business out of this so I was running classes five times a week um and I did it for three months so pretty much the whole quarantine time that we had I did it for three months um and in my head I was just also kind of doing it to like keep myself sane because I was like I'm really just sitting here I know if I don't have a reason to work out I'm not gonna work out so I was like you know this is keeping me accountable right um and I would honestly have about like 15 people sign up each week which was amazing and after the first month it was one, actually, there's a few things that I felt that came out of it that I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that. I felt like I was building a little community where women that have never met each other are now talking to each other right, about right. just like anything like, hey, I just bought a bike. Oh, where'd you get the bike? How much was it? And stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is dope. Where she's like, hey, you know, I substitute this for my food, you know, instead of having this, it's less fat. And like these women that have never like different across of life, like would have no reasons talking to each other are now giving each other advice and stuff. And I would have women be like, listen, I got kids. Like this one hour means so much to me. You're giving me a mental break. Like I'm taking time to myself and hearing that I was just like, my intentions were just to kind of work out, have everyone have fun for, you know, the little hour and be out, you know, but no, a lot of women would come to me and be like, my body's changing. I'm losing weight. Mentally, I feel good. You know, you've helped me so much. And now they connected to other women. Um, and what I would do, I'd actually connect them to other trainers too. So I would bring on other trainers onto my uh, boot camp. So I, I would one week have like yoga. Next week, I had like trainers in Chicago. Next week, I would do a Zumba class. Like there was just like so many different things. And I just wanted them to kind of, experience fitness as a whole and not just think it's only lift weights and stuff like that like no yoga is yoga's fitness zumba's fitness all that kind of stuff is fitness as well so it was honestly it was amazing i didn't realize that i was uh, affecting people's lives like that i just kind of thought we were exercising but yeah i had a lot of people reach out to me and tell me how 
those classes really help them. Wow, that's so, amazing. So you basically, while trying to keep yourself accountable, you created a little community with all these women that, you know, they feel comfortable to come in, work out, talk about whatever. And obviously Literally. on top of that, their, you know, mental, well, their well-being was, you know, improved. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, and a lot of them are still sticking with it now, which is like amazing for me. So that was like another thing. It's like a lot of them are still more health conscious than they were before, which is nice coming right. out of that. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, before we go, um, if somebody wants to, you know, get in touch with you, join the boot camp, you know, they want to, you know, they want advice on something. <laughs> how can they get in touch with you? A uh, few different ways. Uh, Instagram's probably the best way, which okay. is Venetia Angus, so V-E-N-E-S-H-A-A-N-G-U-S, or Via Athletics, which is V-E-A-A-T-H-E-L-I-T-C. Did I spell that right? or my website which is just www.beathletics.com so there's a few ways to reach out to me if people have questions okay we'll add that all in the yeah. description here to the, the video and the audio and stuff there like that go. and for those who want to find out more about you know the most common health problems there should be a link right here it'll also be in the description for those who are listening uh, so to our website kind of gives a breakdown of the most common health problems like you know depression anxiety stuff like that the etiology the symptoms the treatments and there are also people you can contact if you need help nice. so venetia thank you so much thank you thank you for fixing my nice. back i no owe you my problem. life i gotta <laughs> fix my back now too it's crazy <laughs> all right bye, bye.